Well, good afternoon, and welcome to episode 307 of The Other Ground Live. I'm Passive J. Hey, how you guys doing today? It is, what, Thursday, uh, April 8th, 2021. Uh, how you guys doing? I see homeboys already in the chat box. How you doing, homeboy? Yo. <laughs> uh, not a bad day today to start things off. Uh, the weather has turned on us. It was pretty nice and warm out and sunny for most of the day. However, storms have rolled in, um, which is good. It's too fucking hot <laughs> already. It's Seriously, it was like 80 degrees in fucking April. Tomorrow it's going to be 72. Uh, not that I mind the warm weather, but it's kind of weird. It is weird, weird, weird. Uh, so let's see. Personal-wise, uh, country club's still slow. Still not a lot going on. Uh, homeboy says everybody is gone. Yeah, it comes. They come and they go. Uh, that's how that shit works. Um, we, you know, we're starting to get some golfers, obviously, because of the weather uh, being nicer. But for the most part, it's still pretty slow. Um, spent like two hours shooting the ship, the security guard in the morning. Uh, I, uh, God, I lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah, I was talking about different things. Uh, he, he's a ex cop, where which is what the vast majority of the security guards that work there are. Uh, it's a company we use, they don't, we don't actually hire the individual guards ourselves. Uh, so we talked about different things like, you know, uh, how gross death is, <laughs> uh, yeah. And how, like I told him, I, I have no interest in seeing all that shit. Oh, we've got a caller already. That's awesome. Well, hello there, Wesley, one, two, three, four. What can we do for you today? Well, hello. This is my backup account because multiple people block me. It always says you'll be blocked from, you know, D3 Lashes, D3 Lisha Lashes. She blocked no. me for no reason. I don't know who that is. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't. I don't know a lot of the other podcast people. Um, you know, I have a couple couple of them come on my show occasionally, but for the most part, uh, I don't have time to check out their you know shows. What, you know when I last went on you? Remember, my name was Levi Barnaby. Okay, so no, I'm sorry. I get I get a lot of callers. So if you've called in before, great, because it's uh, nice to talk to you again. No, but you no, didn't answer. I literally called you for like five minutes, and you wasn't answering. So I was like. Why do I give up? Boom, and then why people spamming? All right, you know, I, I have no clue child. what you're talking about. <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna let you go. You're right? a great, you a a child. Night. Yeah, that got weird. <laughs> yeah, this is an adult podcast. Uh, now I feel bad about even uh, what I talk about. Now I have to be careful. <laughs> Yeah, but it's yeah. You know, they don't age restrict Podbean, so we should all be mindful of who's listening because you never know. I don't want to corrupt young minds. Uh, having said that, uh, let's move on to the actual show. As always, you guys can call and talk about what you want to talk about. You can call and talk about what I'm talking about. You can type stuff into the chat box, but I'm probably gonna miss it. But I'll try. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, one thing we're gonna talk about is Joe Rogan. 
I saw a article today uh, that he that Spotify has taken down more of the episodes of the Joe Rogan experience uh, uh, from their website. And uh, apparently they've removed 42 episodes from the uh, catalog to date, which isn't a lot considering that uh, um, Joe Rogan has literally thousands. <laughs> what is he in the, what, what, what episodes is he into? I, I know he's at well past a thousand. He might be past 2000 at this point. Um, and so 42 is clearly nothing, but some people are still making a big deal about it. Uh, because uh, supposedly, you know, Joe Rogan did this because he was feeling constrained by uh, the other places where he was posting this stuff. Uh, so to have the new place that he goes to start censoring his stuff is kind of ironic because that was exactly supposedly why he moved over to uh, Spotify to do this. Um, but... <laughs> You know, realistically speaking, the $100 million he got paid to do so was probably had a, quite a bit to do with that. Uh, oh, Grad asked if I'm still on the OG. No, no, I'm not. I, I didn't I didn't move over when you transferred over to the, the other stuff next week. There's, there's nothing on there I want to see, I believe. I can only imagine uh, what it's like. So, yeah, no, I did not. Um, but what do you guys think? Do you guys think it's a big deal that they're taking, uh, down some of, uh, Joe Rogan's episodes, uh, via Spotify? Do you think Joe Rogan think it, should think it's a big deal? Cause he's quoted as saying he didn't really care. Um, Skull says we can literally see that you visited. Well, you'd be incorrect. Uh, because I have not, I have not been there for God more than a week. Um, was it last what was the date they were supposed to move over? Well, I, I didn't go ever since then. So if you're saying otherwise, you're the fucking liar, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, and I don't plan to. Like, it's 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 not a place for me anymore. But uh, like I said, as far as the Joe Rogan thing goes, he says he doesn't give a shit. I don't think it's really that big of a deal. Um, people are like, oh, they're censoring them, and you know, they're doing specific people because it's against you know it's against their agenda. Well, you know. As long as you're aware of that's what's going on, that's, I don't know, that's people make a, a big deal about it. And I don't really think it's that big of a deal. Uh, let's see. Uh, what else have I saw? Oh, did you guys see that's uh, a uh, that Dutch freighter that goes uh, adrift in the seas? That was some crazy shit. They managed to tow it. Uh, uh, here, I'll, I'll just read it to you. Despite heavy seas, a joint Norwegian-Dutch salvage operation managed to safely tow to land Thursday an abandoned Dutch cargo ship that had been adrift off the coast of Norway. First off, the fact that you could just abandon a fucking cargo ship in, mo in modern day that, that would require that just blows my mind. Um, there are so many cargo ships on the ocean at any given time, you know, moving stuff back and forth, and it's such a major mode of cargo transportation that you assume that it's basically just as safe as anything else. It's like uh, in, in my head, I imagine it no different than like all the different semi trucks driving back and forth across the country, delivering stuff. Uh, but clearly I was, that's not the case. And uh, mother nature every once in a while will uh, remind us that uh, shit happens. Um, but the, I'm not even gonna try to say the name of the ship, uh, a Netherlands registered ship designed to carry large boats uh, securely docked in port late in the afternoon in the western city of uh, Asland. Neat. Uh, so I'm looking for, let's see if I can find pictures or video here, because uh, uh, 
that does not sound like what I imagined. When they said they towed it, I figured I towed it behind. Um, but that said it was a ship designed to carry large boats. So I think I'm going to look up that, that fucker, the Elmslift Henrika. All right, let's Google that shit. Because now I'm interested. Sorry, I should have did a little more research, I guess. Uh, what an image of that fucker. Uh, oh, no, that's... I think that's the name of the cargo ship. Yeah, that's the name of the cargo ship, but that that carries... The cargo ship carries large boats, I guess. <laughs> I thought that was the name of the, what they used to, to, to uh, rescue it. But the ship's crew of 12 is rescued by... A helicopter late Monday after a power outage in its main engine. Uh, the Norwegian Coaster Administration, based in Oslo, launched salvage operations late Wednesday as it became clear that churning seas could make the drifting ship crash into the shore. Um, then, which would have been bad because obviously it's filled full of uh, diesel fuel to run the fucking thing. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a crazy thing. People talk about being afraid to go on airplanes. Because if there's a problem with the engines in midair, you're fucked. Um, but to a lesser degree, and the, the same thing applies to the ocean. If you're on a ship and it loses its engines, it's not like a car where you just stop. You could be in severe amounts of danger, danger depending on what the weather's like. There, on certain conditions, you need that engine to steer you in the right direction of the waves and all that good stuff. And if you're just adrift, you can, it could fuck you up really quickly if the weather's bad. Um, and that, that's not something most people think about. I would, I've talked with my wife about doing a cruise ship before. And in some ways it's appealing to me because I'm lazy. You guys know this. Uh, and I vacation lazy. When I go on vacation, I want to go someplace and then stop. I, I don't like the, you know, uh, traveling vacations where, where you're like, oh, let's go do this. Okay, now let's go do this. Let's go do this. I just want to go someplace and relax. And obviously the uh, cruise ship has a lot going for it in that, aspect because the entire vacation is based on that boat and the boat supposedly has everything you're interested in you know uh there's stops where you can go ashore and things like that obviously but those aren't required uh and for a lot of the cruises uh the main point is the actual cruise not where they're stopping anyways so i like the appeal about that just you know hang being able to hang out in my balcony and then you know go get something to eat, maybe go swimming in the pool and then go see, you know, something at the club or whatever, and then go back to my room and have it all contained. I like that quite a bit, but I don't want to be in a boat, especially not a big boat on the ocean. Um, I've seen a couple movies. You ever seen the Poseidon adventure? There's a good reason not to be in a boat, right? <laughs> that was that. I think the original movie was from the seventies. That was a great movie. Uh, but that gave a, big impression to young Jay on how cruise ships would be if there is issues. And I certainly would not be want to be involved in anything like that. So that kind of tempers my desire to go on a cruise ship. I mean, I realize those kind of problems are so few and far between that they make, you know, national news because of how rare they are. Like in the last 10 years, has there been like two, maybe I think like, or three serious cruise ship incidents? I mean, I'm talking like where the ship had an issue. Yeah. Not like there's a uh, some sort of uh, norovirus going around or something like that. That's pretty fucking common, apparently. Um, uh, 
host goes to club. Yes, I, I, used, I used to like going to nightclubs. I wasn't much of a dancer, but uh, actually, you know what? That's a lie. I didn't really like going to them. Um, I like I like some of the scenery, but nightclubs and dance clubs and things like that. The music's always so fucking loud. You can't talk to anybody. Uh, and uh, I'm not much for dancing. The my only ability is to speak. <laughs> so if you remove that, I really have zero going for me in the dating regard. So uh, I never, I was never a big fan of nightclubs or bars where the music was super loud and that kind of shit. I was always more of a neighborhood bar where you can shoot the shit kind of guy. Um, but yeah, as far as as far as the ship goes, I, I don't think I'd be able to enjoy a cruise ship because I might be kind of thinking about what, what was going on. <laughs> The fact that we're on the ocean, uh, in the ocean, in the middle of nowhere, and if the ship went down, I'd be fucked. Um, but I know I like the concept. Like when we went to, on our vacation uh, for my honeymoon, we went to Vegas, and the we stayed at the MGM Grand, and uh, that was pretty much a, a self-contained thing. You don't ever have to leave the casino. Uh, we did. We went and saw some of the other ones, but it was more of the same, basically. So there was really no reason to leave uh, MGM Grand. When I went later on, I went to a stayed at a different hotel. If nothing else, uh, the strip's kind of expensive, and well, I stayed on Fremont Street, which was quite a bit less expensive. I mean, the actual rooms—it's not a big difference, but just like the area, uh, everything's cheaper <laughs> in the downtown, you know, Fremont Street thing. Like uh, we got our—we went to a website called Vegas.com, which got us great rates uh, for the hotel and, and you know, and airfare and all that good stuff. Uh, so we got stayed at the MGM Grand, which is a really nice hotel. Uh, so that wasn't expensive, but then you go downstairs and we went to, into like their little supermarket thing uh, and they were selling bananas for like six bucks. I'm like, $6 banana? We are in the wrong hotel. And then at, when we got home, I talked to other friends about it. They said, yeah, Fremont Street's a lot less expensive. Um, and they're right. You could get you can get hot dogs for a dollar or two there and they had like reasonable restaurants. <coughs> Excuse me, I need a drink of water. Yeah, my cough was bad today. I don't know why. I imagine it was not fun for people hanging out. Kind of guy that goes to Las Vegas and probably plays video poker and nickel slots. That's exactly what I played. I have no interest in a uh, in any real gambling. My wife likes to gamble, uh, but she's still also a slot machine person. So we go to the casino probably about once or twice a year. Uh, we'll each bring about 100 bucks and just play like penny slots for a couple hours to then, you know, go to the restaurant, get something to eat. Um, cons slot machines do not constitute gambling, according to the chat box. Okay, well, then we don't gamble. <laughs> That's even better. Uh, but yeah, she, uh, but by the way, they do constitute gambling because you can win off of them. Uh, my stepdad won $75,000 playing penny slots at the Greektown Casino in downtown Detroit. Uh, he hit the uh, progressive jackpot on it. So, uh, it might it might have been nickel slots. I th I think it was penny slots though. To be honest with you, so you, you certainly can win a whole bunch of money playing slots. But obviously that's like fucking the one in a million chance. Um, I've certainly never won any money playing slots. I've won more money playing club kino at the bar than I've won playing slots at the at the uh, casinos. <laughs> But I like the atmosphere of the casinos. It always feels feels like a high energy, good time sort of thing. So I don't really mind if my wife, uh, you know, wants to go to it every once in a while. It's not that big of a deal. It's not like we're spending a shitload of money. My parents did the same thing, but they they liked it more than I did. So they would go like about once a month. 
and my my mom and my stepdad would each bring like two hundred dollars or some shit like that. And my mom did it the right way. If she lost, she was done. If she won, she took that money and stocked it away in, in a little box. And then when they went next month, she'd take a fresh two hundred dollars. And if she lost, that was it. If she won, she'd take whatever she wanted and throw it in that box. And by the time everything was said and done, she had like six or seven or eight thousand dollars in that box. Um, of course, by that point, uh, she'd lost most of her facilities and half the time didn't even know she had money. <laughs> but uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, so, yeah, my, my stepdad, I don't know how he worked it. I didn't have conversations with him about it. Uh, and that sort of thing's fine. Gambling, gambling is one of the things you have to always have to be concerned about because, uh, like any other addiction, it, it uh, can sneak up on you and grab you. So I was not thrilled to find out that my wife was enjoyed gambling, but it turns out she's got like not a big deal habit or anything like that. You know, once or twice a year is not a gambling habit. <laughs> uh, Prophet TB actually had an interesting question. He was speaking at casinos. He said, it's an environment created by visually stimulating you to keep you alert and awake, pissing money away. But does your lack of depth perception make you less susceptible to the stimuli? Possibly. Um, I don't know how much of that would be uh, related to depth perception. If nothing else, I don't have the same field of vision as everybody else, so I don't intake as much stimuli. Uh, not as much as you'd think, though. When you lose an eye, uh, you don't lose half of your vision. You lose about 20%. And uh, if I know that sounds weird, but go, go ahead and do this. Uh, close your one eye, hold your hand out in front of you and see how far to the side, uh, how far you can bring it toward the eye that you have closed before you can't actually see it. You'd be surprised. It's pretty far. You know, it's way past like halfway or ha your nose or all that kind of shit. It's a, it's a pretty good uh, distance. So I don't lose much in, as far as my range of vision. Um, and yes, I don't have any depth perception cause I'm, I can't, I'm blind in one eye, but, uh, um, that doesn't affect you a lot um, as much as you think in, in a lot of day-to-day -day things. Uh, first off, don't throw me anything. I'm not going to try to catch it. I'm probably going to bat it out of the air so it doesn't hit me. Um, if, I, if I even manage that, mostly I just try to get the fuck out of the way. Um, but when I tell people that I'm um, blind in one eye and you know, therefore don't have any depth perception, the first question almost everyone asks is, well, how can you drive? And that's a clear indication of you don't really know how depth perception works. The thing about depth perception is, yeah, it's a useful ability, but depth perception works out to, I can't remember the exact, it was like 10 feet out or 15 feet out. Uh, I want to say 10. It might even be 10, but it, we'll say 15 just to give a little room of error. That's how far you use depth perception. Anything beyond that, you're not using your depth perception. You're using your knowledge of the size of things to give you an idea of how far away it is. Uh, like if something's 40 feet away, you're not using your depth perception to see that it's 40 feet away. You're using your knowledge of what that is and what it's next to and all that good stuff to give you an idea of how far away it is. So, um, that being the case, when I'm driving, it's not that big of a deal. When you're going 70 miles down an hour down the highway, what's 10 feet in front of you is kind of fucking irrelevant. <laughs> so I don't have any problem driving at all. Parking can be a bitch. Uh, I've learned over the years, you know, just how to do it, but I'd never, I never ever try to po uh, park super close to something. You know, I, I always leave a reasonable gap. 
uh, when I was younger, I was so bad at it when I first started driving that I would basically make sure I didn't park by anything. Like if I parked at a supermarket grocery store, I would park in the middle of nowhere. So because so, I was afraid to try to pull up in a parking lot spot with a car in front of me. Uh, I hit a couple of things when I was first driving, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, I hit a wall with my car <laughs> because I didn't brake fast and I wasn't going fast, but you know, I, I misjudged how far the, how far the, uh, wall was away from me and I fucking hit it when I, <laughs> that was, uh, that was embarrassing. Uh, nothing ever came of it, but yeah, I don't, I don't think I damaged the wall or my car, but that was scary. Uh, I was asked if, uh, Prophet said, so I'm guessing you've never played baseball. Not, not all, the only baseball I have ever played was baseball that I was forced to play <laughs> basically, you know, through uh, school, uh, gym classes. Yeah. Yeah. Not my game at all. Um, uh, both for catching and, um, you know, hitting the, the, the entire nine yards. Because um, a ball is. <laughs> It, that's a, that's a hard one for for you to gauge how far away it is sometimes you know you because it's moving too fast you know uh, moving objects make it a little bit harder obviously um but regardless i don't i'm not trying to complain about it i've been blind to one eye my entire life so for me it's normal i i can imagine for someone that had two eyes for a while and got used to it and then lost one of them it'd probably be a lot worse very very be very disconcerting and it'd probably take them quite a while to get used to it uh I, it's been like this my entire life so for me it's no big deal uh people describe to me what depth perception is and i'm like oh yeah okay, okay. you know what the my biggest complaint with being blind in one eye is that 3d glasses don't work for me and really that, that's my biggest complaint uh because all this other stuff you guys are talking about are stuff that i've never experienced so i don't really know what it means to have depth perception so i don't really know, know what i'm missing i obviously i can theoretically understand it you know but it's not something you know that i can really relate to 3d well fuck dude <laughs> clearly i can relate to three you know 3d because i i you know uh, despite the fact that i don't have depth perception i still think see, see things in 3d it's not like two-dimensional vision for me so do to have movies be like that would be fucking awesome and that shit does nothing for me uh it uh you know you need you need the glasses to work on both your eyes to give the 3d effect so that being the case yeah um that's the one thing that bothers me yeah anyways okay let's move on to the next thing i picked out a couple things did you guys see uh that amazon is buying malls like dead malls <laughs> um because, you know, Amazon, which is which the article says, is, has done as much as any company to bring about the demise of the shopping malls in the United States, has now come full circle by buying up struggling malls and turning them into distribution centers for its rapidly growing e-commerce empire. Yeah, and that is 100% true. Um, there's a uh, old mall near me that got tore down, and I think it's going to be a distribution center. If it doesn't become a distribution center, it's, it's only because they built another one where the Pontiac Silverdome used to be about uh, five or six or seven miles away. Um, and I know of, of two other sites in the, in the Detroit metro area that got turned into Amazon, you know, distribution sites or where, or warehouses or what have you. Um, and they're popping up all over the place. So it, so it doesn't surprise me at all that they're snapping up, you know, uh, dead malls because fuck their dead malls are a fucking blight on the community. The one we had, uh, Oh, it was Summit Place Mall. It was in Pontiac. 
Um, when I was a kid, it was, it, you know, it was just a regular mall uh, in kind of a bad town, but the mall itself was good. Uh, and then over the course of the 80s and 90s, uh, it got more and more run down. The city that it was in got shittier and shittier. And by, God, the year 2000, maybe the two, 2000, somewhere between 2000, you know what, let me look it up. Because it's, it's pertinent to the story. And the uh, mall. Um, yeah. oh. oh, let's see. It closed. Oh, wow. Yeah, see, I'm glad I looked this up because it, it, it opened in 1962. It didn't actually close until 2014. And I would have been way off on my guess. I was thinking like 2006, 2007. Um, it, it probably should have closed way before that because the last four or five years I remember going there and it was like three quarters of the way empty. There was like a Sears on one side of it uh, and I think like a JC Penney's or something or a Macy's or something like on the other end of it and almost nothing in the middle at all. Um, and it, so it, when it finally closed in 2014, it sat there. It's sat there for... I want to say five or six years just rotting away and until they tore it down a couple of years ago. Um, and that's kind of unusual in just that a lot of the other ones sit there for way longer, so, but even for, you know, a, a building that size sitting there for five or six years, that's a horrible, horrible blight. Um, it's not, is it, it's an eyesore. It's unsafe. It's a health, it's a health hazard. Um, there's all kinds of really bad reasons for that to be there. And since malls are so goddamn big, once it goes under, it's kind of hard to find something else to do with that land. Because, uh, you know, you could tear the mall down and just make it a blank landscape. But uh, if you were already in a city that's in the decline, which is one of the reasons why the mall went under, because there's still malls around here that are operating just fine. Uh, but the fact that it was in a shitty city is one of the reasons why this mall went under. How are you going to attract somebody to fill that space? Because even if you're lucky enough to get the, the mall tore down, and that's, it took fucking six years because they fought with the people that owned about it, owned it about it, uh, then you just have this gigantic piece of blank land. And, and that's better than an abandoned building, but for a struggling city that needs the taxes, it's way preferable to have something fucking there contributing. So these Amazon distribution centers popping up in places are not a bad thing at all. Uh, I know a lot of people uh, give, what's his name, Beznos, all that shit for being like the richest man in the world and still like making money. But fuck, dude, that's kind of a fucking, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about shit like that because the dude isn't doing anything illegal. Fucking he built a business up from his garage up until this gigantic fucking behemoth. Um, who am I to tell him how he's supposed to run his business or how much he's supposed to pay his people and all that good shit? That's the you other know, market bears that. Uh, I hear stories that like Amazon workers are work so hard that they don't even have a t time to like, you know, go take a break and have to pee into bottles and things like that. Well, if that's true, fucking quit. <laughs> don't, don't do it. You know, I know they pay $15 an hour, but I'm checking around and lots of places pay $15 an hour. Now, Amazon kind of forced their hand on that. And so, uh, at least here in the Michigan area, uh, the wages that people pay for, um, like was tr traditionally like unskilled labor sort of jobs has gone up dramatically. 
part of it was Amazon pushing it up. Uh, another part recently is because of this unemployment stuff. Um, people, it, we're, we're here at the country club, we're having a, a really hard time trying to find people to fill positions because, you know, now the way uh, unemployment works here in Michigan, if you're laid off, you know, because of the COVID stuff or anything like that, you can collect unemployment. But if your work reopens and they and they tell you that they have a job for you, you have to go back to that job or otherwise you lose all your unemployment stuff. So they were able to bring back most of their old employees, uh, but to fill like spots that we have open, uh, it's, it's really hard. Uh, Michigan traditionally pays about $370 a week for unemployment, which is not much. You know, that's not even $10 an hour. That's, you know, something like in the nine range. Um, but with the with this COVID relief thing, they're adding another $300 to that. Uh, I'm sorry, $400 to that. Um, so that's almost $800. That's close to $20 an hour. So all these places that were traditionally paying 12, 13, 14 dollars an hour for their jobs aren't having anybody interested in it because the vast majority of people that are don't have a job right now are able to collect unemployment because a lot of them were were unemployed because of COVID stuff. Um and obviously you know, the jobs that we're offering aren't amazing jobs anyways. No job that, you know, you're 14 dollars an hour is not a great wage. Um but they're starter jobs. Like we're talking about things like valets or like uh, bus boys. And yeah, the $14 an hour is not touching any of that right now. Uh, I know the busers just got a raise because of that shit. Um, but we, like one of our uh, housekeepers quit. She quit because she'd been working here, working there seven years and people and busers were, you know, getting hired in at more than she's making. So, you know, she asked for a raise and they told her no and she quit. I have a feeling they might end up calling her up and giving her her raise, which is probably what they need to do. There's a lot of unhappy people actually uh, at the country club right now. Well, semi unhappy because like a year ago they were happy with their wages and all this good stuff. But now with all these job listings you see with people, you know, at re these ridiculous wages, comparatively speaking, because that's what they have to do to get anybody. All these employed people are looking at those things and going, well, you know, I should be making more money too. And, uh, that uh that's not great for any business obviously someone asked me if i'm an investment broker no i'm not an investment broker and you know better than that come on now uh i work at a country club i'm their head of member communications which is a fancy way of saying i'm like a combination between like a receptionist and a hotel consigliere i think i said that right basically i sit in my office and i wait for uh members to either call me on the phone or come up to the window in my wall in my office and ask me uh request things i solve problems kind of it, it, and a lot of it's simple shit like answering the phone transferring phone calls taking reservations uh but i'll pretty much take care of whatever request a member has you know uh, my the joke i make about it is that uh if a member came up to me and asked for a camel i would get him a camel uh, that would that's just part of the job so no no i don't work for an unemployment office but i'm familiar with it because fucking all this covid unemployment stuff So I could be replaced by an automated kiosk. Uh, no, 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 probably not. Cause if nothing else, an automated kiosk wouldn't know who to call to get a camel. Um, but no, it's not that type of place. It's a very exclusive, very high end country club. Um, very old school and very, in a lot of ways, like 
fuck. We still have we still have them sign paper uh, receipts for for all their stuff as opposed to having it online or like having like tablets for them to sign and all this good shit. We keep on talking. We're going to add technology to it, but really, a lot of those clubs kind of stuck in the fifties. So yeah, they would uh, they would never uh, replace me with a um a kiosk or or an, or an automated system because it, that just wouldn't be done. Uh, that's a lot of people still have jobs there because of that. <laughs> yeah. Cause they're not looking to cut corners in that regard. Uh, the, the country club is not set up to make money. It's owned by the members. So they're just trying to make sure that they're they're The closest thing they do to cutting corners is trying to make sure that their annual assessment's not too terribly high. They, uh, and it's a good job. Don't get me wrong. I have a very good job uh, with you know, really good insurance. Uh, my pay is not amazing, but look what I do for a living. Yeah, I tell people that a monkey could do my job, really. And a monkey could. Really, my job is not, it, there's no skill involved in my job. My skills, uh, my job is all about basically customer service. So uh, having a pleasant speaking voice and being on the phone a lot obviously helps a little bit, but mostly you just need to know how to talk to people and deal with them. And Despite the fact that I don't really like doing it, I'm apparently good at it because I've been there 17 years. So they haven't fired me yet. Although uh, the new boss makes jokes that I don't like about at all. Uh, I had to go take a break. Uh, so I had the big boss cover for me, which is a good thing, by the way. Uh, there's nothing better for your job than having like the most, the biggest boss in the entire company do it every once in a while. So uh, I like the fact that he's covered my breaks. The old big, big boss did that. And, uh, uh, so he got a, a, like a taste of how my, how my job can be in the middle of summer of how busy it is. So I'm looking forward to my new boss getting the same taste. I think he'll appreciate me a little more. Uh, but regardless, he was uh, giving me a break. Uh, so I, I came back from whatever I was doing and come around the corner, you know, and he's talking to the, uh, his assistant manager, uh, the, the person who was doing the job he had until this year. Uh, and he said something like, uh, yeah, and sometimes you know if you you just have to do it. You, know, you, you there's you you have you can't be uh you can't you know dick around. I, he didn't use dick around, uh, but he said you know to the words like you can't dick around about it. You just gotta cut the the problem off at the source. You know, you know like and he turns to me. He goes like, for example, getting rid of the reception is normally probably the first thing. And then him, and then him and his assistant laughed and walked away. I'm like, yeah, I didn't like that job at all. That joke at all. That joke wasn't funny. <laughs> Oh, and, oh, and Prophet asked, are you worried that that will backfire? He'll tell you to kick rocks. No, not even a little bit. Um, a good portion of the time, my job is boring. A good portion of the time, I'm doing absolutely fucking nothing. That's why I That's why I had all kinds of internet time to uh, dedicate toward amusing you guys on the OG. Uh, because a lot of times, there's nothing going on at all. But then there's times where I, I have... Uh, a member at my window, a member at the other window, because I have fucking two in my office. I don't know why the fuck they did that. That was a poor idea. But uh, so I have a, a member at another window. I've got four people on hold, and I'm talking to a guy who's going nuts because we apparently screwed up his uh, carryout order. Um, so yeah, I, I think my the, the system only holds uh, eight people on hold, and I and, and I have uh, fucking loaded that up before. Um, so it, it, during the busy times, it is a hard job. And I, I was terrified the first couple fucking years that I worked there that I was going to fucking fuck something up because it's, you, there's very much a lot of multitasking and that's my least favorite thing to do. When I'm given a task, I want to take care of that task and then be done. 
I don't mind you immediately giving me another task, but I'm always worried about like fucking stuff up. So I like to concentrate on one thing at a time. And that is absolutely not my job there at all. It's the exact opposite. I'm constantly doing three or four things during the busy season. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing some paperwork that I need to take care of. I'm answering the phones. I'm fielding uh, people at the window. I might be, this just a lot of stuff. Uh, so I've had to like develop a system of how I do things and, and the, and processes to keep me sane. If nothing else, if nothing, if I didn't do it this way, I would, I, I'd be constantly fearful that I'm fucking things up. Um, and, and it's just little things like for, like, for example, when I take a reservation, I don't, when I first started taking reservations, I had a notepad. I, my my goal was to get the member off the phone as quickly as possible, both so that the member could get about his day, and if I and so that if I had other calls coming in, I'd be ready for him. So I you know I grab a piece of paper that I had ready there, and I'd ask him uh, all the information for the reservation. I'd write it down in a piece of notepad, and then uh, and then once he was done, you know I would go grab the reservation book, open it up to the appropriate date, put that stuff in there. Um, that didn't work worth a shit. There's too many chances for me to be interrupted. You know, I could be interrupted while he's saying something. I might, I might miss it. You know, I could be interrupted while, while uh, I could get another phone call. Uh, that, it, and despite the fact that I checked my notes, sometimes it didn't work. Like I would think I would write down, you know, the reservation, but I didn't write down the day because he told me today that's no problem. I go to go to the book, get a phone call. Now I have this thing and I don't know what day it is because I forgot in the meantime. So in that case, what I had to do was whenever I get a reservation, I go grab the reservation book and I write it in the fucking reservation book. It takes a little bit longer. I got to grab the book. I got to get to the, the spot, write that shit down, but it eliminates mistakes. And so I, uh, so I have to do it that way. If I do it that way, I know I'm not fucking up. I'm not forgetting to write anything down. It gets done every time. And that's just like a, a little tiny example of just stuff that you had to, that I had to learn about my job to make sure I did it right. And that's not, and that's the same as any other job, obviously you guys in whatever job that you have, if you've been at any length of time, you've made the job your own, you do things your way, you know, you know, what works right and what doesn't. Um, so it's not like this is, I, I, this is some unusual thing for me, but for me, it's just something that I, I have to do. Um, I need structure like that. Uh, I'm shit. Like the, the cell, the cell phone is one of the greatest inventions for me because of the fucking reminder thing on it. That's another thing before, uh, before that came around, I was constantly afraid I was going to forget stuff. Doctor's appointments, yeah, um, random things that I need anything. I, I put reminders like in any given time, there's three or four different reminders on my phone. Some of them are for like a day for a day from now. Some are for like a week from now. A couple of them are for like a year from now so that I don't forget you know, when I when I have a, an appointment coming up two days from now in a year. Uh, and it's a godsend. I, I don't remember anything anymore. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, or even where I was going with this. <laughs> Let me think. Give me a second. <sighs> yeah, I think I probably smoked too much pot. That might have something to do with it. They, they do say that... Uh, um, it causes memory loss, and that might and that might be true. All right, I need another drink of water. Yes, of course, it's been very illuminating. I am nothing if not open. Um, do I set reminders to smoke pot? No, no, no. But like, I set reminders for like taking medications. 
uh, even ones that I don't really need. Like I, I have my uh, 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 an app called, uh, you know, Take Your Pills that reminds me to take a, a pill for my stomach issues every four hours. It's a, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's a muscle relaxer. But it's a muscle relaxer that only works on your intestines. So every four hours, I have to take one of these. And I have a timer for it. But for the most part, I don't need that timer because in about three and a half hours, my stomach's telling me that I need another fucking pill. Um, but I still have it because sometimes every once in a while, uh, it won't bother me as much. Uh, I'm in, I have a certain amount of stomach pain at 24 seven. So, um, it's, it's hard to gauge these things. Like, you know, I'll have you having normal stomach pain, normal stomach pain. Then I'll start, start getting worse. I'm like, Oh shit, it's time for a pill. That doesn't happen all the time. Occasionally I'll notice like a, it's an hour past my, my uh, time to take a pill, which is really bad. Cause if, I don't keep ahead of it. It can get, it, it, uh, it can, uh, get pretty painful. Um, they have me take a pill every four hours cause they need a, like a certain level of sedation going on. So, and if I don't, uh, if I don't do it, it's, it's a bad, bad thing. So I have a, uh, um, timer for uh, like a reminder for that as well. Doesn't your lifestyle relax your muscles sufficiently? No, no. As it turns out, I actually, as it turns out, yeah, a pot does help some. Um, but I can't be medicated 24 seven. I can't be medicated at work, obviously, but pot does help with, with the pain a little bit, uh, and cause it's muscle cramps. Um, and, uh, which are never fun by the way, but for the most part, it, it makes it not quite as bad. I was referring to the sedentary aspect of it. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it, yeah. Pot does help just in general. Pot helps with a lot of things. I can I'm still amazed that it's not federally legal. I'm sure it will be fairly soon. I'm going to guess uh, within the next two or three years, they're just going to go ahead and make it uh, federally legal. Um, it's pretty much like that in a couple states anyways. Here in Michigan, it's recreationally legal. About the only thing that they need to change is they uh, ban smoking in public. Um, and I don't, I think, I don't think that's, necessary they don't ban drinking in public you can walk around with a beer in your hand at a festival um i understand the smell thing that that's a different thing but uh on the other hand some people don't like the smell of beer <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see how that works out uh i for one have, have no issues with you know people smoking in public uh, mostly because i want to smoke in public <laughs> i don't know actually it's not a huge deal that you can't. I mean, I'm not a big like outdoor person or like going out in public person anyway. So it's not like it's cramping my lifestyle, but I could see like wanting to like go to the park and, and hang out and uh, picnic uh, uh, you know, on a blanket and have a picnic with your girl and smoke a joint while you're sitting there. And there shouldn't be anything wrong with that. You're not bothering anybody, but, uh, but uh, it's not allowed. And I can understand like, in certain situations, like if you go to a concert, um, you're all packed. It's an outdoor concert. You're all packed in together. I could see not wanting to have, you know, people smoking pot there because it's, you're so packed in there. You don't really have the option of whether you want to smell that pot smoke or not, which is ironic because that's where the most outdoor public pot smoking I've ever seen was at outdoor concerts. There's a place called a pine knob, um, over in Clarkston, Michigan. It's a, a great 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 outdoor venue it's like one of the top ones in the nation from what i understand although the i think there's one in new mexico or arizona or something like that that's just spectacular 
but this one's pretty nice and uh they've had tons of concerts over the years and uh i've been there many many of them because they have lawn tickets so they they have like their pavilion which which seats a certain amount of people and then they had this this gigantic lawn that spreads up a hill um so all these people sit on the hill and and watch the concert and then those tickets range from cheap to fucking free for, for years and years and years you you could like stop in at random gas stations and they'd, they'd have like free tickets for the to concerts there you all you had to do was pay, like pay for the the five dollars for parking <laughs> so yeah i've seen a ton of concerts there and there's tons of pot smoking go, going on there my dad i smoked pot with my dad there before that was which is fun because which is funny because he was way bolder about it than i was i was worried looking around for security guards and things like that and he was just like oh fuck those people <laughs> he's just lighting up smoking handing it back and forth um and yes it is the cornerstone of all good father-son bonding <laughs> um i didn't know my dad very well growing up i've told you that guys that before uh my parents got divorced when i was two or three i think um and i and i don't really remember him from back then at all obviously my mom remarried when i was six going on seven um and between the age of seven and ten i saw him a couple few times uh like he he picked us up i think once or twice a year took us to the movies and like once or twice he took us back to his house and we stayed the night or two nights on a weekend uh then after i was 10 or 11 he hit a bad spot with drugs i didn't see him again until i was 17 uh so i i didn't really know him he was i you know i call him my dad but he wasn't really that much of a father figure growing up uh from the age of like 17 until 31 i think i think i was 31 or 32 when he passed away I got to know him a lot better, but he was more like a buddy. You know, he was my dad, but he was more like a buddy dad than like a, a father figure. Uh, I didn't really have one. My stepdad was an asshole too. I've told you guys about that shit. We won't go into it today. That, that could be a whole fucking show. Um, but, but so yeah. And, and as, as I knew him as an adult, we, we would smoke pot together all the time when I wouldn't see him. Cause it reached a point where, um, about once a month, I would just drive down there for, and hang out for the weekend, spend a night you know, or, or two nights and, you know, shoot the shit with them. You know, we'd smoke pot and play video games and all that good stuff. So, um, and, uh, and that was good. I, I, I'm glad I got to know him uh, a lot better. Uh, I wish, I wish that I knew that I wasn't going to have that much time with him because there's, as I've grown older, there's all kinds of questions that I really wish I could have asked him. Uh, that my stepmom, you know, cause he remarried. That's one of the reasons why I saw him again. Cause she cleaned him up basically. Um, uh, God, it's kind of weird how both my dads were fucked up drug addicts, <laughs> but, uh, I, there's all kinds of things I'd like to ask him that, you know, my stepdad, my stepmom doesn't know all these things. She knows some things, but you know, there's all kinds of things I'll never be able to ask him about. Like his, his military career, he was in Vietnam, uh, he was in some sort of special op. He was in the Marines. He was, he was in some sort of special operations forces. I don't know much about it. I know he he parachuted into Cambodia at one point, uh, which is how I know he's how I knew he was into some kind of special operations things because we weren't supposed to officially be in Cambodia. So if uh, him as a Marine parachuting into Cambodia clearly meant something was going on. Um, I know he was like a Marine boxing champ, but that's literally all I know about it. I don't know. If that means he just boxed in in the Marines and you know, and they're exaggerating when they said he was a champ. If you if you won some sort of title, I I don't know any of these things, uh, and I and I'll never know my you know my uh, 
family on that side is all dead except for my stepmom and she, she doesn't know anything about his military career really I, he didn't like to talk about it um yeah same with my grandpa on that side actually you know there's things i would love love to ask him that's a lot more common though because most a lot of our grandparents pass away when we're relatively young and don't have the chance to appreciate them um <clears throat> i know he was in the air force he was a pilot uh and he was a sergeant and that's about all i know and yeah i'm sure there's all kinds of interesting stories you know um you know if your grandpa was a combat pilot yeah fuck there's i'm sure there's all kinds of interesting stories he could tell me I didn't know to ask him. Yeah. Did I join the corpse and follow his footsteps? No, that's no, 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 not even, not even a little bit. Uh, I joined the army, uh, when, uh, way back in the day, uh, but I didn't make it through basic training. Uh, I almost made it through basic training. Uh, however, I received a medical discharge for having flat feet. I've told this story before. Um, about a week before graduation from basic training, um, I was talking to one of the other privates and I was telling them how much my fucking feet hurt because I was miserable. They hurt like a son of a fucking bitch. Um, and he was like, oh, dude, go see the doctor. You know, go to, you know, go to the, the it wasn't medical call. I can't remember what they called it. Uh, but you, if you wanted to, you, you could go see the doctor in the morning. That was your only chance, by the way, in basic training. If you didn't see the doctor in the morning, that was, you, you better fucking wait till tomorrow. Um, so he's like, yeah, go see the doctor, dude. Fucking, I, I was having problems with it. He gave me some insoles and my feet feel fucking great. I'm like, really? I'm like, oh, that's fucking awesome. Well, yeah, yeah. I was complaining. I, I had big old blood blisters all over my feet and fucking, uh, um, it was not a fun. This is right after the, uh, this was right after the 20 K road March. Uh, that was, that was what did me in. Cause you know, it was 20 K carrying around 65 pound rucksack and it ruined my fucking feet. And yeah, yeah. Rock says, Jay, you would have made it if you didn't complain. Yeah, I would have, I fucking dude. That's, I, I don't know. It's, it, uh, it's hard to say if I regret it or not because I wouldn't be the person I am if things didn't happen the way they did, but I regretted it for a long fucking time because I went, I went and saw the doctor and I expected him to go, oh yeah, yeah, let me get, some, get you some insoles. That's not what he said. What he said was, boy, you've got the flattest feet I've ever seen in my life. You're going home. I'm like, what? No, no. <laughs> now, if this guy had told me this the first week, I'll be honest with you, I would have kissed his fucking feet. The, you know, the first couple of weeks were fucking horrible. Uh, but after that, it got better. I mean, it was it was never fun. Don't get me wrong. Basic training was not fun. It was not an experience I enjoyed. Some people are like, oh yeah, basic training was great. Uh, no, not for me. Um, but I got through it. Uh, so, but if you would have told me I was going home the first week, that would have been great. But I was done. I'd done all the hard stuff. <coughs> Literally, all we had was like a couple practices for some formation shit, and we were done. Uh. But I was done early. Yep. Nope. The, they fast tracked that shit too. I was out. I literally left two days before I was supposed to graduate. So it took them four days, like four or five days tops. Um, and here's why, because if you graduate from basic training and they give you a medical discharge for any reason, they have to compensate you, uh, for whatever your disability is like, uh, it can be that much. Uh, like I know someone who had like ankle problems and they ended up giving him like a 30% disability. So he got 30% of his, uh, his pay for the rest of his life. Uh, I know a guy that one of my stepdad's friends that had some catastrophic brain injuries. Uh, he still functions. He's just weird as fuck. And they, they gave him like a 90% disability where you know, they paid him 90% of his military wages for the rest of his life. <clears throat> I'm sure there's exceptions to that, but that's one of the reasons why if you haven't graduated from basic training and you, be, you encounter medical difficulties, they get you out of there as fast as they fucking can 
because they don't owe me shit. And obviously, it's flat feet. It's not a big deal. It would have been like a 5 or 10% medical disability. I'm, so I'm not crying about that shit. Um, but I, I do not like uh, how it went down afterwards. Here's a good, a good example of that. You're issued a whole bunch of stuff when you're in the military. If they kick you out, they take all of that back. Most of that I have no problem with. I can totally understand. They're going to give my canteen to somebody, some other dude. Uh, clothing, I didn't really understand. I'm like, you're not going to do anything with this. You're just going to throw it away. But the one that bothered me is they wouldn't let me keep my boots. I'm like, you're, you're, you're not going to use these boots for anything. They're, you know, they're, they're two and a half months old, well-used boots in size 13. You can't give them to somebody else. And, <clears throat> and I really wanted to keep those fuckers, but they wouldn't let me. Um, so I feel like you might have just been going for disability. <laughs> yeah, for one thing, no, that's not how I thought it was going to pan out. And my question is, how the fuck did they not see my feet when I joined? A doctor looks at all this shit. Did I not have flat feet when I joined? I mean, I guess it's technically possible for your arches to fall. And then I, my feet were in a lot of pain, but I don't think that's what happened. I think I had flat feet the entire time and the doctor wasn't fucking doing his job. Because, um, you know, the... Uh, the alternative is way fucking worse where I actually did damage my feet in the fucking army and, and rather than compensate me for it, they just kicked me the fuck out. Uh, but like I said, I don't even know if that's possible. I'd have to do research. I think your archers can fall. Can they? I don't know. But like, like I said, I don't think that's it. I don't think that happened. I think I probably had flat feet the entire time. One second. I need water. Hmm. And for a long, a long time, I was bitter about it. Um, but looking back on it, I, I got some fun stories out of it. Yeah, uh, I I learned stuff, and I can say that I at least experienced a little bit about the Army. I got in a lot of trouble at one point because when people tell me, ask me if I was in the Army, I was like, well, yeah. Oh, so you're a veteran? I'd be like, well, technically, yeah, because if, if you're in the Army and you, you're, you're not, and you don't get a dishonorable discharge, you're a veteran. That's, that's, that's just what the, the thing reads. But tech obviously i'm not really a veteran i never served outside of basic training and everyone i don't certainly not don't consider myself a veteran and i've never tried to get any benefits or anything like that uh but some people got offended for me even for me even saying that i was in the army like yo no you weren't in the army you didn't graduate from basic training i was like oh. um well i don't know i was someplace for about 10 weeks and some people made me do a lot of push-ups and yelled at me a lot it certainly felt like the army uh but i also didn't want to uh didn't want to offend anybody. So I was like, okay, well, if you guys don't want me saying I was in the army, I, I, I can put it whatever you want, way you want. It's just verbiage. You know, I certainly don't consider myself a veteran. What does it say on your DD 214? I don't know. I think I have it someplace around here. Let me look. I got it at one point because people were giving me shit about it. And I decided I wanted to, uh, Prove to them exactly what's going on because a lot some people said you know I was lying and, and I didn't get an honorable medical medical discharge. You know, that I the clear I must have had a dishonorable discharge or some shit. And that bothered me more than uh more than I thought it would. So I sent off for my shit. And I'm sorry I can't find it right now. But it it was whatever a medical discharge is. It's uh it's not that hard to find it. Look up what that is. So but yeah, here's what the thing with that annoyed me. I got, got so tired of people talking about it that I went and found it and I'm not sure if I ever posted it. Cause I, I think the, I think the opportunity never presented itself. Maybe I did. I can't remember. I might've posted it on the OG, but uh, yeah. So that was a big thing that a lot of people hated me for. So there's still people that hate me for that now because they, uh, 
because I think I'm a horrible person because I, you know, because well, it all stemmed from uh, one Veterans Day uh, on Twitter. Everyone was posting pictures of when they were in the Army. So I was like, oh, I was in the Army. So I posted my picture from when I was in basic training. Uh, and some people were really offended by that. They're like, you're not a veteran. Don't post your picture. I'm like, well, I was in the Army. And they're like, no, that doesn't count. I'm like, okay. So I even apologized. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that would offend anybody. I wasn't trying to present myself as something I wasn't. You, uh, anyone who ever asked me about my army experiences, I've told you exactly what it was. Yeah. Post it this evening. No, I'm not going to, I'm not going to uh, bother. I'm not, like I said, I'm done. I'm done with that kind of stuff. Uh, and I, I, I do believe I posted it before. So, yeah. I, I probably did. I, I, you know, I don't remember doing it, but I don't think I would have went through all the effort of having it mailed to me and then not done anything with it. So I'm sure if you, some people did some research, they could find it. I'm not that worried about it. <sighs> you know, I was going to play a song for you guys, but it's already in the end of the show. And I know you guys don't like my songs anyways, so I'm not going to, uh, you know, reward it. You guys, it's stuck to the end of the show with something like that. We'll play it tomorrow or something. Um, we're going to be back tomorrow to do this shit all over again. You guys know that. Uh, six o'clock. I want to thank you guys for listening in. I really appreciate it. Uh, once you guys stop listening, I'll, I'll probably fucking stop doing the show. <laughs> so be aware. You guys are the ones that are prolonging this uh, torture. Um, and tomorrow will be Friday. So we'll talk about UFC stuff. We should have talked about uh, one championship stuff today, but I kind of forgot about it. So we'll cover that tomorrow as well. Uh, but anyways, I'll be back tomorrow at six. Do this shit all over again. Until then, I'm Passive J. You guys have yourself a great day. Theme tune for the OG. Thanks, Juice.